going on everyone welcome back to another episode of four fifth podcast episode 55 55 still alive my name's matt we got the wild bill fresh cut wild bill nice little beard trim feeling clean looking clean speaking of clean we got the big john stud and the always entertaining j-lo go birds j-lo's in a good mood you want to tell us why you're in a good mood, Jesse? That's some big good, news to report. I am in a good mood because we at least have one sports team that actually is, you know, not incompetent and um, is going to the playoffs this year, and that is playoffs? your team. I'm talking about playoffs? Your town, your Philadelphia yeah, team. Playoffs? I just hope they win again. Dooping, doop, 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 doop. Dooping, doop, 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 doop. Doop, 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 doop. Philadelphia Union, doop, doop, doop. What's that? Yep. They uh they won again yesterday. Playoffs. Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. I'm I'm glad you're amusing yourself, John. Well, that used to be that used to be the union, right? They, yes. they were just happy to be winning a game here and there. Yeah, yeah. Long, yeah. Been a long time coming. Yeah, they have a uh, they have a sporting director now who they managed to steal from a. Uh, oh well, well, you know, you add Kevin Durant, a real winner. Well, and look what happens. And you you have a GM that isn't an idiot, and um, magically they start making good decisions with the roster, and quickly you know things turn around. So yeah, they're they have the second best record in all of the league, and um, they have a they have a shot to to finish the season with the best record in the league, which is a a big deal because you get uh, some prize money that goes with that that you can use to make your roster better. And you get a berth into the CONCACAF Champions League, which is a big deal. It's, um, I mean, it's it's a big deal. Uh, no MLS team has won it yet. And, uh, or no, I think Atlanta might have two years ago. But teams don't typically win at MLS because they're going to play teams from Mexico and uh, they're, they have much more yeah it's uh, it's, bo- it's boys playing amongst a league of men well yeah and it's it's the salaries and so it's typically you go and get your your face kicked in but it's a couple it's a lot of money that you end up making that you but can it's ne- a respectable it's a respectable face kicking oh yeah and and if i mean if you win a couple games then you make even more money in it and awesome. and when you have a when you have an ownership group that doesn't like to spend a lot of money. It's a, it's a big deal to, to have those things. And, um, you know, the, the union just finalized the sale of their first homegrown player, a kid from, uh, Medford, New Jersey is going to be sold to a team in Germany for upwards of $9 million. Wow. So yeah. Kids, kids, 21, 22. Afita Zane. Yeah. So he'll be going to he'll be going to Germany and um, at the end of the year. But yeah, I mean that money will hopefully be reinvested into the club, and they'll be able to um, really improve next year. And and you know with the union always letting their fans down and kicking them in the dick, it is you know it, it's again it's it's so twenty twenty that the the one year that they're actually a dominant team. I'm not going to be able to see one goddamn game in the stadium. Right. Because, I well, mean, they're, 
they're letting people in, but I don't, I'm not going to be one of those. Yeah. You're not going to risk it. No. Yeah. No. I mean, Jesse, I mean, I think, uh, you know, if you got any bit of superstition in you, I would stay home. They're winning. They're doing good. Just stay home in the comfort of your house with your own toilet and your own beer. Yep. Yep. All my beer. So we got, they've got four games left on the schedule, Toronto, Chicago, Columbus, and it looks like they finished it out uh, against New England again. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you what do you think they they you think they go four and zero? They yeah, think I they mean beat- Toronto they Toronto's already beaten them this year. Toronto's the best team in the league, and they've always given the Union fits. So I mean, and Columbus is right behind us. So if we can split that and two go and two, like, yeah, 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 if we can go like two and two or like two one one or something like that. I, I would like to see them at least beat Toronto or the crew. I would like to see them win one of those two games and then, you know, whatever, you know, whatever happens, happens. But I mean, they're in regardless. Right. So, but I mean, the more, the more games they win, the, the better their seating is going to be. And, you know, it'll, it'll help them out in the long term. So, but yeah, I mean, they absolutely will best, Best uh, best wishes to the uh, to the Philadelphia Union. Dupe, dupe. And they are they a gritty. Say. I mean, they are a gritty, grimy team. Like it's sometimes it's really ugly for 45, 50, 60 minutes, and then they'll put something together and and score a goal or two and 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 grind out wins. So I mean, it's it it's a. It they are sometimes it's like oh wow why how are we going to get fans to watch this but other times they're fun games to watch I mean the game against Toronto will absolutely have fireworks in it so I mean if you're trying to get into to Union Soccer I mean that that game against uh, Toronto is going to be awesome and the game against Columbus is probably going to be really good too nice and they do have the best the best goalkeeper in the league so. They do have the best goalkeeper in the league. Well, speaking of um, teams that are, uh, you mentioned, Jesse, teams in Philadelphia that are showing progress and growth and, and, and building, building upon, you know, something in the season and making something out of themselves. Um, I, I, I believe, you know, the, the case in point with our Philadelphia Eagles is probably the exact polar opposite of what's going on you know down further down the river there with our friends in the union but um you know we we said you know a couple weeks ago going into the past three matchups you know the 49ers the Steelers and the Ravens that that was going to be a bit of a gauntlet for us knowing how battered we were um and how um just just from an overall talent level uh, compared to uh, those teams that we were going up against, we knew it was going to be uh, a long, dark, brutal road. Um, we were able to sneak one win out, and I think that that was one of the things that I believe John, you said, you said as long you know, let's try to let's try to get one of these games, um, and we did. We got one in San Francisco. Um, we caught the Niners, you know, uh, on a week where I feel like they were more 
more beaten, battered, and injured than we were, surprisingly. There's not many teams in the league that, that are right now. Um, you know, I mean, how many more guys got injured uh, this past Sunday? And they were all little soft tissue. Most of them were soft tissue nagging little injuries, um, which, again, I think, like we've discussed numerous times on this podcast, how does this keep happening to us every year? What's going on in strength and conditioning? Um, is it the medical staff? I mean, I know there's been a lot of some turnover there in recent years, but it seems to just keep, um, you know, biting us in the ass uh, time and time and time again, year after year, week after week. I think we've had we had seven more guys get hurt, um, it, which has depleted our roster. I, I I can't even believe we still have guys that are even able to dress um, for some of these positions. But, you know, I think in the case of what happened this past week against the Ravens, you know, what I'm hearing um, around uh, around the radio waves and just all the word on the street is I feel like there's a there's a division between fan, the fan base where there's it's 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 a case of the glass half full or half empty still. Right. I mean, you can look at this game as a valiant effort of a team that was beaten and battered and. Uh, and you know, going into the fourth quarter, you know, I, 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 I'd, I'd like to say that you know, most of us, if not all of us, counted this team out, and we were we were writing a big L in the, uh, a, you know, up there on the um, on the on the schedule, um, and you know, they they seemed to not quit and and fight back, and even though they fell short, um, you know, a lot of people out there are saying that this is this is definitely a game to build upon, um, if not for an entire, <clears throat> for the entire team, but especially for, um, Carson Wentz, who a lot of people, you know, have kind of seen, think that this is a resurgence for him, not only as a quarterback, but as a, as a leader of the team. And then there are other people out there that are like, you know, we, we struggled to, to, to play against the Ravens team that, you know, had a subpar performance. Um, a lot of people think that, you know, the Ravens pretty much played, um, you know, a flat game and they were still able to dominate us, you know, three quarters of the three quarters of the game and almost let it go. But, you know, was able to to lock it down at the end. So it's I'm interested to hear your guys' thoughts on how you see this game. You know, are you looking at it from a glass half empty or a glass half full. Um, I myself, um, I, I, I feel like in the National Football League, like any professional league, you play to win the game, and I feel like this game was winnable, at, very, very much winnable at times. I feel like the Ravens, you know, they overall, you could, you could see it on the field the way that they're just constructed, and you know, oh. And by the way, they they somehow came away with no injuries, uh, you know, on their team. Um, so you know that 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 again proves uh, you know my uh, my point of like what's going on in the in you know behind behind the curtain here uh, in terms of strength and conditioning. Um, I feel like there's some teams that just have have a have their shit together. And there's other teams that just don't have the, I don't know if it's discipline, you know, during off, off times, 
Um, you know, it's what these guys do when they're not in the NovaCare Center. Um, and it's just, I, I don't know. There's just, there's still big question marks there. But I mean, I, I, I see this as, you know, there, there's, there's little victories to be had, but you know, there's, there's no, there's no medals given out for, for, um, for trying in the National Football League. And you either win or you lose. Um, uh, I mean, I know you can tie, but you know, fuck that. Um, it's either a win or a loss in my, in my eyes. And, um, they, they didn't do enough to win. Um, so I'm just interested to hear what you guys, what, what you guys are, where, where this, where this performance, you know, sits with you guys and looking forward to, um, the weeks ahead, you know, we, we have some division games coming up, which are going to be important. So is this what happened on week six? Is this enough to build upon and kind of stabilize uh, the locker room from a culture standpoint, especially, you know, one to rally around your quarterback and, and kind of go into, uh, go into week seven against uh, a shitty Giants team, shit and tax, ready to like rip their heads off? Or are we still just, like Carson Wentz likes to say, just go out there and have fun? I mean, they're, I, it, it was good to see them compete in this game. It was utterly frustrating that they didn't win the game, considering the way they came back and the way they played. And if, you know, Doug Peterson can pull his head out of his ass and coach a complete game, maybe we start winning some of these close games because he goes for two too early and they don't get it. And then that puts us behind the eight ball for the rest of the game. And, um, so field goal at the end ties it. Our field goal kicker, after getting paid big money, has is now hitting field goals at a seventy-two percent rate, seventy-two uh, percent rate, making the ninth highest-paid kicker in the league. That's another great contract that was given out. Uh, so we have no we have no faith in him anymore because he can't make anything under fifty over fifty. Um, and and then you know there's just baffling play calls like the the play call that you know we turn it over on downs and you you look at the plays calls for that and you look at the play call the two point play at the end of the game where you run the same play into the same defense on every one of the two point conversions and Doug says after the fact and they had time they had time and they had a timeout oh i guess i probably should have used the timeout no shit Doug like come on man like you want a fucking super bowl where's that guy that that always made the right decision and always made the right call. Where the fuck is that guy? Because it ain't Doug anymore. The guy that's calling the plays and the way he schemes up his offense, like week after week after week after week after week, it's a slow start and it's another slow start. It's another slow start. It it's it's not good. So I mean, it's it's I'm rambling, but it it's frustrating because it's okay. I did the same thing, Jesse, because. This we, team just doesn't give you anything to kind of chew on. It's like it, they're a mess. It's, and, it's, it's where do you begin? And yeah, they're, gonna, you know? they're, they're, they're probably going to, they're probably going to make the playoffs. Great. We're going to make the playoffs with five wins, maybe six. It's embarrassing. And then what's going to happen? Again, embarrassed on national television. We're going to run, we're going to run into a good coach team that 
that has a roster assembled by a general manager that knows what he's doing, and they're going to beat the brakes off of us. And nothing's going to change on this roster, on this team, and this roster until either coaches are fired, or they feel like their job's in jeopardy, or the GM is fi- is not fired, but has somebody that comes in that has some say over personnel. Until those sorts of things happen, the, the, the same roster decisions are going to happen week, month after month after month, year after year after year, bad draft pick after bad draft pick. It's just going to keep happening. It's you just know? crazy, too, because like the more I think about this now and I hear you talk and I hear you and I'm listening to your side, Jesse, it's like you bring up the kicker, right? Um, you know, a year and a half ago, you know, we were feeling like this kid could, you know, wrong. We could put him out there and he could hit a 70 yarder. And we, you know, we, we would be like, yeah, screw it. Like, like I believe he can do it. And it's like, you know, you mentioned the going for two, you know, in the beginning of the game and that kind of came back to bite us a little bit in the ass and you know, where, you know, we would have been able to tie it with a field goal at the end instead of going for two at the end. But the way our kicker's performing, you just don't know what, what you're going to get out of them anymore. So it's like even that was not even a sure thing. Yeah. You know, and it's like, it's just it's just crazy. And it's like, but then there's, you know, but then the more I think about it, it's like you could, you could look at this game and all the ups and downs and, and you know, that went on and – at the end, you could just be like, "Well, we were we were a drop pass away from winning this game." Like that, th- th- it's just crazy to think that all all the things that that went wrong, or all the bad decisions throughout the game, and all the back and forth. It's just like there, you could still look at this game as like, "Well, we were just one drop pass away from beating," like one of the top three teams in the league. Yep. Yep. And I mean, and that drive, that Miles Sanders drop, that that was no points. We didn't get a single point on that drive. Yep. And, you know, Hightower, another pick. Now, granted, he's a late round pick. I don't know. Now, with the Hightower pass, I have to go watch it again. The Hightower drop. I mean. I feel like he he could have. Was that a touchdown? Do you think he would get in? I mean, he had a couple guys to beat, but if if nothing else, he would have easily been able to get into field goal range for Jake Elliott to miss a field goal. So I mean, there's or there's that. Him. But like you can't you can't drop those those types of balls. Like it was a perfect pass, and and on any other roster, I think he we we wouldn't have seen him the rest of the game. Um. But we're probably just so depleted that we didn't have anyone else <laughs> behind him to play. Yeah, so. I mean, we've got we've got what a a third string tight end at this point, a third and fourth string because yep. we had that guy wearing uh, To's old number <laughs> that caught that touchdown. Yeah. Nobody fucking knew knew who he who, who knew who he was. Mm. Um, mm. We know who he is now. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, credit to these guys; they keep playing hard. I mean, if if they if they didn't like Doug, they they absolutely could have just rolled over on him. Like what you're hearing out of Dallas now that the the team is already fed up with the coaching staff. Like we don't have that, but 
what we do need, well, we do need a new defensive coordinator. We definitely need that. But Doug needs an offensive coordinator. Like he needs somebody like he had in 2017 that would be like a, nah, man, we need to do it like this. We need to think about it like this. And I don't, and with his eight coordinators or, or offensive assistants or whatever the hell those merry band of idiots are called, you know, none of them I think have any sort of, you know, say where they can be, where they can go to Doug and be like, man, we really need to start doing this when the defense is presenting this. I don't think any of them have that sort of pull. I mean, maybe Deuce does, but I don't know. It, it's just the offense is so stagnant right now. I, I feel like the easiest, the, the easiest thing to do, well, would be to get an offensive coordinator in here. I mean, you can't do it right now, but I mean, that's, that's a lot easier than firing the coach. But I don't, I, it's not, it's not good enough. It's absolutely not good enough. Our, our, the schemes that we come up with, the passing concepts, the plays we run, nothing is fooling anybody. The linebackers are always attacking the either the mesh point or or where the where the gap is going to be. They it's like the defense knows every single play we're running unless we get lucky on a on a play action pass and we just yolo it down the field and somebody catches it and and great like what Carson did in the second half, but well, it's funny that you start bringing up the defense and how we're not fooling anybody. I feel like the the plays that kind of stand out in my mind where we where we did start to have Baltimore on their heels a little bit was when we when we worked Jalen Hurts into the equation. I feel like they didn't really know they didn't really have much of an answer there. Um, it just felt like we 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 built some momentum on on those drives where we started working in. You know the Hertz Wentz combo. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of just got them. It got them. It got them. Uh, you know their gears grinding a little bit on yep. the defensive side. I but mean, then it went away. But then it went away. Yep. And I mean, it. I would. I would. I would say the one play that we could just pull out of the playbook is the one where you have Carson blocking uh, thirty yards, twenty, thirty yards down the field, and you have uh, Jalen Hurts coming up behind him because. Wentz almost got rolled up on that play. Like that's a terrible play. That should never happen again. But I, I mean, well, he was getting rolled up on behind behind the ball t- or behind the line too. Yeah, and like, okay, we we used a second round pick on this kid, and he's gotten he's gotten two first down, two or three first downs now. Like, let's start throwing the foot. Like, no more gadget stuff. Maybe let him throw the ball every once in a while because if if you're not going to start letting him air the ball out, teams are going to start just attacking the the mesh. The, they're going to start attacking the handoff because they know that Hertz is not going to throw it. Hertz is going to. It's either going to be a, a fake handoff and Carson's going to keep it and, and throw it to somebody in the flat, or Hertz is going to you know, fake a, fake a pass and try to, you know, squirt out to the outside and, and get to the edge. Like if you don't start having him plant a foot and just rip it downfield every once in a while, it's just, it's going to be a wasted thing. And 
when our wide receivers bring so little to the table, why not just keep them both on the field all the time? Yeah, I mean, you bring up some interesting points. I'm looking at our schedule right now, and I'm just looking into my little crystal ball and thinking, you know, how, you know, just thinking how we're, how we feel about this team right now, where, where everything is sitting and the position that we're in. And I, I'm flash forwarding to, um, fast forwarding to November 22nd when we go up against the Browns, we would have, our, we would have played the Giants twice and the Cowboys once. Mm-hmm. We could potentially flip the script completely around. We have a golden opportunity here to completely, you know, just revitalize our season um, with three, I would say, three, like, must wins here. And I don't think I'd be... Yeah, I don't think it's a stretch to think that we can safely win these football games in the next three weeks. Um, if, and we, we're rolling into Cleveland, you know, with a, with a much better outlook for the rest of the season, which gets tough again. You know? if, we, if we can't win those three games in a row, every coach will be fired. Every coach will be fired. I know John's, John's laughing. The Giants aren't good, and the Cowboys don't. The Cowboys have. are worse. <laughs> like, if we can't win those three games, people should lose their jobs. Like, it's. I'd like someone to tell me what other team in the NFL has nine of their 11 starters hurt or on injured reserve. Well, the Niners were close there for a while. And no, the, they're not even close to it. Not the, even close. The Cowboys have a ton of guys. They just lost – their backup left tackle. I mean, they're they're not as banged well, up as and, us. And they have all their wide receivers healthy, all their tight ends. Come on, but they, they don't have a quarterback. Okay, well they have Andy Dalton. That's why they signed him. But again, my my point is, the three teams we're playing are not good. Their records indicate they are not good. If we cannot beat them, even in our current condition, it that's unacceptable. Like at some point. People need to be held accountable for the decisions that they make, John. Like, this is real life. Well, I'd like to uh, – as Jesse would like to fire everyone, I think that that's an unrealistic you know, response to, to, to everything that's been going on here on this team. So you'll be, you'll be okay if they, if they only win one of the next three? You'll be okay with that? Well, of course I wouldn't be okay with them losing. I mean, we were okay with them winning one I mean, of the last three. I, I highly doubt that they're going to lose all of the games. Um, and then you're going, and then you're rolling into a bye week, and you're going to get healthy. The problem with this team is they're not healthy. It's got nothing to do with. I mean, it's got a little bit to do with other stuff, but the the main reason is this team is decimated with injuries. And and even after last week, we're even we're decimating even more. So. The fact that you would sit here and be like, well, you have to beat their Giants. We'd be like, you have to beat the Giants. You're, you try to beat the Giants with practice squad players. I, I don't know if you can do that. Like, we are, we are literally cut off at the knees. Other than, you know, the, the so-called franchise quarterback, your, your uh, gadget play, as you would call it, second-round pick, and maybe like a, uh, a guy up the street in Travis Fulgham that 
has shown some some you know glimpses of of hope. This team really has nothing going for it right now. You know, I try. I just think of that too, center. John. Like we 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 sit here and we talk about how running the football is such an integral part of winning football games, controlling the clock, mm-hmm. all the pace of the game. We we can't run the football even if we wanted to right now. No, you can't. It's 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 the equivalent of having you know a picket fence out there, and guys yeah. are just rolling rolling over it. It's like you know. You you, you got to give credit to a few things that I'd like to bring up. Like enough with the hate on like guys like Jordan Maialata, enough with the hate on guys like Nate Herbig, who are playing their 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 balls off out there. Like I haven't dragged either one of those guys. I'm just saying in general. I'm not pointing out anybody specifically. I'm just saying like you know those are those are draft picks that we have made. Those as guys have been stepping in who most likely weren't going to step in this year based upon like Jason Peters and a couple other injuries we had. Those those guys weren't going to step on the field. And so far they played, they played pretty well. They haven't been Winston, Winston justicing uh, as, as you know, other guys have that the that Jermaine Brown, Jermaine Brown guy is, is utter dumpster fire. Didn't um, he, I mean, he basically got half a sack. I watched him basically get blown over by class Campbell and then while Carson Wentz was trying to get out of a jam between two other defensive guys coming after him, he was fixing his gloves yep. and just standing there staring. So, like, I hope that's on film for them to see. But, again, like, for, for what they have going and, and who they played, I'm, I'm, like, happy with – of course, I'm not happy that they lost, but I'm happy with the fight and the grit that they, they, they showed. I mean, it's, it's – it's, a lot of teams – would just fold. I mean, you watched the Dallas Cowboys last night, like they gave up, they were getting their shit kicked out of them and they gave up. They're not a well-coached team. It shows, it, it shows that, you know, getting, making picks of Ezekiel Elliott and sexy picks like CD lamb, and then trying to put them all together and create a dream team doesn't always work. It doesn't always work. You have to have a good mesh of, veterans and non-flashy players and some guys who, you know, are, are trying to make start, starting, trying to make rosters and trying to get contracts and, you know, started starting from the bottom. But I mean, I, I got a hand to the team for, for not getting the doors blown off and they showed grit. And, and, you know, that to me is the exciting part of this season. It's like this, you know, I listen to you guys talk and you guys are, you know, I got a little, little hesitant to, to, to be positive about it. But I mean, like, when you look at the standings, this this division's wide open. And as I've argued throughout the week with you guys, you know, getting into the playoffs is a good thing. It's it's those are games that this team needs to be in to get experience. Our young guys need the experience. You don't want you wouldn't want this team to go in, you know, right now at a you know 14 and two with you know the guys we have right now that are gonna play on Thursday. They have no experience. You got these guys need experience to play, and and we're going to get that throughout the season, and hopefully we can end up winning the division. It's wide open. Why I would disagree with ninety nine percent of what you said is the fact that we watched a fully healthy team week one blow a seventeen point lead to one of the worst teams in football division opponent. So with that being said, it's one game. I can accept that. But 
we have not seen in what we're through six games now, one, four and one. We have not seen a, a complete football game played by this team. So I don't know what there is to be like, okay, well, there's this to improve. Like we haven't played a complete game. And we've I don't had, know if that's coaching. No I mean, I don't know if that's coach. I mean, I, I, I get that too. But again, Steelers are five and oh. You know, the Packers are four and one. Tom Brady's four and two. Like, I, I, <laughs> what, I get what's the um, what's the combination of all those? Yeah, they have they have top end quarterbacks. They have they have top end quarterbacks coaching, and they have good coaching and good coaching. And I think that's half of it. I think these last three games, Carson played good enough to win all three. And I can I I, I strongly feel. In the in this Ravens game, uh, coaching cost us a win. I think I I I think we I I and I I like Doug, and I'm not like whatever. I think Doug is so bland right now. He has no juice. His play calling is weak. It's stale. Um, I think the fact that we lost these games. Like the Pittsburgh game was there. Literally we gave it back to Pittsburgh. Um, I, I, you know, I, I know he's doing a lot with backup players. I get it, but you know, good. I don't know. I, I, I guess I just, I, I don't, I don't see anything that's like exciting to build off of this team with. Like, I just don't do well, I mean, It's hard when, again, you have all your offensive players. I'm just going to focus on the offensive side of the ball right now, but like, Everyone but like your center and your quarterback are healthy. Like I don't know who in the National Football League can can do that with with what they're given. Like I don't even think Brady could do it. But here's the thing, though, dude. We scored 29 and 28 points, and we've lost both games. All right, maybe one of those games you lose in a shootout, but to lose, but to score 29 and 28, and you don't come up with a win in the NFL, you're a shitty fucking team. Like bad teams lose 35 to 30. And I think at this point, it's I I'm not sh- and I, and I know. No, I think the team lose like thirty-one to six, like the the Cowboys or whatever their score was. That's a bad team. No, Cardinals, I mean, the Cardinals aren't a aren't a powerhouse. I mean, we had, well, Carson Wentz is still a top top a top twelve to fourteen quarter, probably top ten. But I mean, we have a top end quarterback, so we should be better than the Cowboys when they had Dak. You know, they were going to win the division with Dak probably over us. I mean, I don't think that's that definite. You don't know. But, I mean, I, I would think Dak pulls it out. But, you know, again, you know, you know, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. He's gone. But I, I will say that Carson has looked better and better each, each week the last three games. And I think for whatever reason, he finally realizes that you can play good and lose – and you're going to get shit on. So they only care about one thing, win. So, you know, it doesn't matter what your stat line looks like. It doesn't matter if you made the right read, if you did that, you know, at the end of the game, and the end of the day, you lost the game, so you're going to get fucking hammered to shit. And, well, and, and it looks like Carson gives a shit the last few games. He's running, sending them plays, he's throwing the ball away a few times. You know, like you can tell he's more mindful in the pocket when it's once it's just like, it ain't there, go, like move. And I, you know, could he get hurt playing this way? Yeah, high probability, you know. I mean, he's proven that, you know, he's he's tough and plays reckless, but his body doesn't doesn't agree with him. But I guess it's it's one of those things to where, um, 
you know, it just it just sucks because it's like we're going to beat the Giants on Thursday. We'll probably beat the Cowboys next week, and we'll probably beat the Giants. And we'll be 4-4-1, four, four, and one, and maybe that propels us. Maybe we get Alshon back and D-Jax back. And, but, again, I don't think it's the offense, dude. I think this defense is, 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 is a joke because we don't have any linebackers or people that can cover anybody, and our D-line doesn't get consistent pressure. So it's like I don't understand, you know, I, I, I like him. You know, he, he, he won a ring, although we gave up 30-some points in the Super Bowl, so it's not like we dominated that defensively. But, I mean, our defense hasn't looked good in a while. Like, I don't know. I mean, I, at some point, well, I mean, what do you do? I mean, we, we, we opened up the checkbook for the guy. God got him his D lineman, got him his shutdown corner. You know, that's what he wanted was a D line and a shutdown corner. You got it. I, yeah. I think to Matt's point earlier, you play to win the game. It doesn't matter if you do it 45 to two or 30 to 32. Like, yeah, it sucks that we won. But again, we're, we're a touchdown, a score away. We're a field goal miss away. And it, it's not all like, you know, it's not that meme of that guy sitting at the desk and the fires around and everyone's going like, it's, it's okay. It's let's get healthy. And then when we get healthy, let's see what we can do with those healthy pieces. Because I mean, we're really we're really like looking at this team and we're going, oh man, they're really shitty because they're but how, how, but, but how hurt are we on defense? I mean, what mm-hmm. key pieces are we missing? Well, I mean, again, if your offense isn't scoring points, well, but we I mean, have scored points the last three we games. Have points, but again, like when you're not when your defense is staying on the field for longer periods of time, this is what's going to happen. I mean, I agree with you. I agree with you. There's a problem at linebacker. There's no argument there. Um, I would argue that the secondary is a little banged up. Um, but again, like you pay, like here's the argument. Do you, are you going to say that like Darius Slay has been so good that, you know, he was worth the money? Like, is he, I don't know. We're, we're six games into the season. I mean, is he, is he that great? I don't know. He's hard to tell. Is he not are the defensive line is the defensive line play like that bad? Um, it's it's okay. We have we see our moments. I mean, Brandon Graham is is the best player on this line without a doubt. Um, yeah, Brandon showed up this year, but but I mean, like you could say like okay, our safeties are questionable. I I could agree with you there. Like bringing back Rodney McLeod is he? We're missing Malcolm Jenkins a little bit. Um, I mean, that's a problem. Um, but you hope that some guy steps up and you hope that a guy like, you know, Kayvon Wallace, I know he's hurt, <clears throat> but like, I think this is valuable reps for a guy like him. It's valuable reps for Sean Bradley. It's valuable reps, even though there's special teams for like Davion Taylor. Um, so, so I don't like, I look at it and I go, yeah, it sucks that we're playing poorly, but these guys are at least getting the young guys that we're always so down on or at least getting some reps that are valuable experience. And there's our class half full. <laughs> John Mathers. I mean, I don't, I mean, I don't know how, like you guys said earlier this week, like, Oh, making the playoffs is like a terrible thing. And I'm like, uh, I was, a terrible thing. All we're saying is it, it creates a false sense of what this team is. It's like, but you make the playoffs. It creates a false sense to you. Playoffs are two no, or three. Not to me. Not, so. not, not to me and Bill, to the GM and the owner. 
and they'll be like, oh, well, you know, if our guys didn't get hurt, gosh, jolly, we, we would have been there and we would have been a great team. And, and it, it's not Jeffrey Lurie being like, hey, Howie, maybe start hitting on some of these fucking picks. Or, hey, Jim, maybe linebackers are important. I don't know. Like it's- The flip side of it, Jesse, is like, fine. If you're going to say that, then like if, if, we, if we start a season and we're like four and six and everyone's like, oh, fuck it, we're terrible, like we should just, we should just roll over and die. Like that to me is like such a cop out. Like why wouldn't you want to play the rest of the season and hope to get into the playoffs and, 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 and either get healthy or whatever the problem may be in the future and, and have a chance to win a Super Bowl? That's the whole reason why like the regular season is a season – in which you just try to get through it and make the next get to the next round. Mm-hmm. Once you're in the playoffs, it is a whole different ball game. It doesn't matter if nine of your eleven guys are injured, or if you don't have a running back, or you don't have a franchise quarterback, as we learned three years ago. It doesn't matter as long as you get in. There's always a, a chance and a hope. So this whole idea of like, oh man, if we go eight and eight or four one and whatever and make the playoffs. And we go against the 49ers and they blow the doors off of us. Okay. But if they don't and we end up catching lightning in the bottle or our guys get healthy, the tail end of the season and we're looking hot, like great things can happen. So I I just don't get like that whole thing. Like if we're sitting here and the, and the Cowboys are, are five and O or six and O and you know, we're at the bottom of the barrel, like, even then I'm still like, well, is there a chance? Could, could other teams lose and we could still make it with this extra playoff spot now? I don't know. I, it's just the way I think about it. I don't know. Maybe, I'm, maybe I am just a, uh, uh, I don't know what the word is, a contrarian or. No, I mean, I, I, I get where you're coming from. It's just like right now and especially next year, the, the cap hell we're going to be in. If there was ever a season to be like, fuck it, let's see what we got with some of these young kids and and try to trade some of these guys that still might have some value get some extra picks and get rid of some of that that's that get rid of some of that that cap hit like the better thing for the philadelphia eagles is getting rid of salary and getting more draft picks but but wouldn't you i don't disagree with that comment however like you can do that next year when the season's over, like you don't have to do it right now. Like right now you want the 53 guys that we have to be healthy and to be, to cohesive, be play cohesive and to try to make the playoffs. Like at six games in, isn't the time that we just need to be like, fuck it. You know what? Deshaun Alshon, stay home. We're going to run with the rest of these guys. Miles, you're hurt. Zach, you're hurt. Why don't you just take the rest of the year off? We'll throw you on IR and we'll, we'll try these practice squad guys. Like, that would not be an enjoyable thing to watch. No, I'm talking trade dudes. I'm not saying sit guys. I'm like, this is the NFL dude. And you know it better than anybody. Like, I I don't think that a lot of these guys that we think are trade bait are people that like got like teams want, like somebody want like Fletcher Cox's hundred million dollar contract. I mean, maybe somebody might, but like, is he at 30 some years old? Like, that much of a game changer that you're going to give up a, a, a two for? I don't. I don't really think so. It would. It would. You would basically need to be a dominant contending team, and you lose. Yeah, and and, and nobody and nobody knows with this season as it is, like with the whole COVID thing and how they're moving games around, and like 
what if this shit gets more serious like during the, the like closer to the playoffs like are our teams really just going to like do they, are they going to want to give up draft picks knowing that like this season could just be screwed at the end anyway like i feel like people are kind of holding their their um their draft picks close not, not knowing what this this season because it's so like unpredictable i mean that might be true hey you could be right i mean i mean let's look at a guy like zach Ertz, right i mean the guy's injured he's not going to be back for what a month so Maybe. so you're already at that point you're past the trade deadline so you're not going to trade an injured guy um, I mean, what else on the offense of on, in the offense do you have that's worth trading? You really don't have anybody. I mean, that's the way I look at it. Like, it's not like this is this this team is full of Pro Bowlers right now, and and eighty percent of the reason why I think is because they're they're banged up. If Alshon Jeffrey didn't get hurt last year, was going into the season healthy, and maybe you know had a couple good games, like okay, I'd be like, all right, he's a he's a trade piece, maybe. But, I mean, half the guy – I mean, 90% of the guys are injured. You trade Jason Peters? Like, you know, are you going to trade Jason Kelsey? He's probably the only guy that has value. <laughs> yeah, but if you, if you do that, you might as well just make Sudfeld the starting quarterback for the rest of the year and just hide Jalen Hurts and Carson Wentz because if you don't have Kelsey, whatever quarterback you put there is going to die. Well, I mean, that's true. Like, I mean, absolutely die. The one thing I do agree with you guys when you were talking about earlier was like the Jalen Hurts thing. I agree. I think he should be on the field more. Um, whether it's – I know Jesse feels as though it's a, it's a gadget thing. But, again, it's it's another thing that defenses have to be aware of and scheme for. You know, it's, it's, it's like the whole narrative during last week leading up to last week's game was, you know, Jalen Hurts was playing Lamar Jackson in – in practice. And that I think is a very interesting thing to to see because, you know, a lot of other teams don't have that guy to sort of, you know, pretend to be him. Um, and I think, I think Jalen Hurts brings a certain skill set that again, defenses need to kind of scheme for. And, and you know, it's, it's, it's one less thing that they're going to focus on, you know, you know, maybe they focus less on Fulgham and more on Jalen Hurts. I don't think that's the case, but you know what I'm saying? Like it's one more thing that the defense has to look at and spend time on. And I think the way he's been playing, you know, he's gotten first downs for us. Like I think going back to that, that goal line play, that's a perfect play where I'll look at Doug Peterson. I'll go, I don't know why Jalen Hurts is not in there. I do not know why he's not in there for that play. I mean, he was getting first downs. He he's a, he's a bruising guy. He's a big guy. Like no reason that, that those two, can't coexist and, and work just like Drew Brees and Taysom Hill does it because I got news for you. Every time Taysom Hill and Drew Brees are on the field, you're kind of like, what's going on? T- they let Taysom Hill throw. They let him run. They let him catch. The only thing we haven't seen Jalen Hurts do yet is, is catch the ball, which I mean, we'll, we'll see. I don't know. Well, and, and I mean, let's, let's be real. Like when you have to give Carson credit, like when they've put him out wide, Carson ain't like half ass and blocks or, no. No, he's like, he's, he's, great. he's all in on this stuff. So, yeah. but, it, but it's, it's just frustrating to me. Like we use a second on the kid, on the kid. And I'm, I was a huge Hertz fan, but it's like, he's, he's gotten us four first downs and that's just not enough for a second round pick. Like he's thrown one pass, like let's get him out there more often. Let's get him out there together and let's start going vertical. 
Um, it's not a bad thought. I mean, he he did throw that one pass. It looked looked really nice. So I mean, yeah, we'll see. Maybe maybe uh, Carson Wentz will go deep and catch a pass from some Hurts. Although I haven't seen Taysom throw to Drew Brees. I wonder if that's ever been done. I mean, I probably you probably don't want your franchise quarterback going across the middle where a safety can decleat him. Yeah, I, I mean, just like on a streak, like down the sideline. Okay, but I mean, I don't think he's running a. A corner or a post or something. <laughs> I don't think I don't think he's got those wheels. I mean, Hertz has those wheels. He's pretty quick. We got a we got a big problem with our running back. I'm like, yeah. this is a huge this is a huge concern to me. That's what like, I'm saying. We can't even run the ball if we even want to. Like I don't like. Then this is where I you know I'll I'll be on the bus with you guys. Like I don't want to go into. You know, I know it's a short week and that'll be the excuse, but like you go in there with like Boston Scott as your number one and you're going to feed him 20 times. I think you're good. That, that guy's going to get beheaded. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, I think you got to mix it up. And I don't, I, I don't know. And that's the problem with the whole preseason thing. Like, I wish we were able to see guys and I wish guys got reps because then you know, like, oh man, this AJ Killens kid, like he, he shows flashes or, you know, this, uh, the Holyfield kid, man, he looks really good. Or is, he, I don't think Holyfield's. I don't even think Holyfield's on the team anymore. I don't think. I don't think he is either. But I think he was on the. He was in camp, but I mean, you know, yeah. you know, imagine, imagine if you're that guy. Like, if you had two preseason games to show what you can do, like, look, look what the, I mean. The sky's the limit. You know what I mean? Like, and it sucks for these players that basically lost out on that because that that was their like time to shine, and they don't get that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they called Killian's up. Jason Huntley is our is, but again, like Huntley isn't even that big. Like Huntley's five nine, one ninety three. That's not big. Yeah, I feel like um, I think we've talked about it before with like a big back, but like, and I've looked up like free agent backs. There's like nothing out there. Like, I guess they're gonna try to draft another guy. There's like there's nothing out there that I would be interested in, and when I say interested, I'm like I'm thinking like a blunt Derrick Henry type guy. Like I know those are two different sort of you know ends of the spectrum, but like I want a big I want a big dude. I don't think Miles Sanders is a three down back, even though Doug would say that. I don't think he is not for 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 two reasons. One, he can't stay healthy, and, and two, he's not like he, he's a slash and dash guy. He's not like a you know, he's not a halfback, t- like halfback up the middle guy. He's like find a gap and cut. Like, yeah. Any, any, I mean, he catches the ball nice out of the backfield. I don't know. What do I know? I mean, what's. There, there's nothing out there, dude. I looked and that's the other thing. Like, okay, you guys, we want to trade stuff. Like I'm all, I'm all down, I'm down for trades. I'm totally down for trades. You want to trade for a linebacker? Sure. What do you, who do you want out there? Name a guy. Like, yeah, there, there's not, I mean, we could, we could take a flyer on, um, Bo Scarborough. Like he's still out there, but, but then like, why isn't that guy like on a team? I don't know. Like, I mean, like if he's he's Peterson, is that much better? Mm-hmm. Seventeen. We had him. Chip. Chip's the one that drafted him as an undrafted free agent. 
Shut him. Played for us for a couple games when we got hurt that year, but I mean, I mean sometimes it just guys don't click. I mean, they're human beings, and but I like Bo. I like him at, at Alabama. He's he's a big he's a big physical. He's, he's a like hammer. a little smaller than Derrick Henry, like a little less talented Derrick Henry. Yeah, he's six one. He's almost two hundred forty pounds. Like he's a tank. He's a load, and you know. If you have a guy like that, maybe you don't have to have your quarterback getting his brains beaten in on, you know, third and shorts all the time or on, on oh, fourth like, and ones. Like, like, I mean, maybe he's, maybe he's, he, maybe he just couldn't make that transition because he's bounced around from some, from, you know, he was on the Lions for a minute. He was on the, the Seahawks for a minute. So maybe he just, he's a guy that just peaked in college, but. I, I'd rather take a shot on this guy than any of the, the dreck that we have on our roster. I mean, maybe, like you said, maybe Kellyans is something, but, I mean, did they did they activate him from the practice squad? Uh, yeah, he's on here. He's on here. He's 5'8", 177, but he's like, you're saying, he's he's not a – maybe this team just doesn't want to maybe, – maybe that's their, their MO. They don't want a big – Big back, like like blunt. Maybe they just don't want him. Maybe they they want speed. You know, I don't know. I don't necessarily agree with it because I do agree that you need to run the ball more. But I, you know, you you go back and you look at like the Lashawn McCoy era. Like, did we have a bruising back with Lashawn McCoy? No, we didn't get anywhere. <laughs> so exactly. it's kind of like, you know, it's definitely a glaring, very glaring issue. Is LeGarrette Blunt that bad that uh, he's like retired now, or can we call him back? <laughs> I think these guys just have a shelf life, and there's also a lot of rumors going around about uh, guys like Julio Jones and Matt Ryan being on like the trading block. Now that there are some teams that have like fired, you know, coaches. Uh, I would murder somebody for her for Julio. Yeah, I just I just don't know what you know. Carson would get in his truck and drive to Georgia tonight to go get Julio. I don't, you know, you look at him and you go, okay, is he, he still got it, I guess, you know? Yeah. He, he, is, the, he is at the tail, like, end of his career, sort of, like, you know. He'd be the best wide receiver on this team. Sure. Sure, but, I mean, like, you're, you're talking, like, a top five – Running, or I'm sorry, top five wide receiver in the league. Like, I don't know what you have to give up for him. You're going to give up a two? Oh, no, we can't give up picks. Like, that's the thing. Like, we don't have, um, we, what, uh, I don't think we have a four this year. I think we have two fives, but we don't have a four. So, like, we need every pick that we can get. Yeah. I mean, if, if a guy, if, 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 if the Falcons are selling, which it sounds like they are. Um, I mean, I guess you have to call and ask what it would take. I don't. I don't think a team would give up more than a third for a second or a third for him. I mean, yeah, you get a healthy Alshon, a healthy Deshaun, have Julio there. I don't know. Healthy yeah, but I mean, Deshaun, that's funny. <laughs> that's funny. It's like Elbow Shrimp. But if you if you do 
were to make a move for Julio, you you have to get rid of one of the two that you have. Sure, sure. You could, you'd probably send you'd probably send uh, Alshon, or you could even send like a Fletcher Cox because Jalen needs to get reps when his hand is better. Sure, he absolutely needs to get reps. So. And I mean, I, I mean, I guess if there's a silver lining in his injury is he can still do film study, he can still practice running routes, and he can still do cardio and all the strength and conditioning to stay in game shape yeah. so that when he's cleared for contact and catching the ball, he's a full go and he's not trying to work himself back into shape. Whereas, you know, Alshon, it's a little different. Because, you know, it's, I mean, there's only so much you can do when your foot's fucked up. I, I don't know what's wrong with Deshaun this time. It is, is it his hamstring? Is it his groin? Is it his hamstring? Is it it his heart? Like, but again, like soft tissue and soft at, at his age, He's been in the league long enough. Soft tissue, soft tissue injuries are unacceptable. That's what I'm saying. Like how, how many times are we going to like give Pete guys a pass? And, and like we've fired everybody on our medical staff. It's a, it's an entirely new medical staff. And we poached guys from very good medical staffs from around the league. So like what Matt said, like the only thing left is the strength and conditioning program. Like, are are these guys just doing dumb shit that's hurting the players? Because yeah. it, he was asked about this week. I don't. I don't think that's the case. But it, it's just like but it, it, you got to start years, to wonder. Like how many years in a row? It, it's just in, injury after injury after injury after injury after injury. Like at some point, you you've got to be like, there's there's got to be some sort of underlying factor somewhere that's that's to look at I mean you look like the Rager injury that's not a like that's a football injury that's just dumb luck like that's just bad luck like every other injury that I think is on this roster is like a football injury like Alshon broke his foot last year Deshaun hamstring this year okay there's your soft tissue injury Miles' knee, Ertz's ankle, Goddard broke his ankle. Um, all the linemen are pretty much leg injuries, right? Yeah, I think just about every one of them, except for Dillard. Right. Which is, you know, bi- and there's biceps. So, I mean, I guess you could argue there was he like powerlifting or I don't know what he was, what he was, I guess he did it in practice. It wasn't like in the weight room. Um, so, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I know, I know, um, people have been asking Doug at the press conference about that, but I don't know. I look at that. And I'm like, it's football guys are going to get hurt. It just sucks that everyone's hurt right now. Like we usually don't have those seasons. You know, we have a season where like in the Super Bowl year where, you know, it's, it's one linebacker, it's one lineman and it's, you know, maybe a wide receiver, you know, this year it's like, it's the entire offensive line. It's the entire wide receiving core, you know. So it's it's tough. To I mean, you know, the only place we're really healthy is on the defense, and and they're 
they're not um they're not playing up the snuff at the current moment. Everyone's all down. Everyone's down. That's well, yeah. This, this is really true. this this episode took a dive bomb. It did. Team blah. Like we're between sports now. The the Eagles have given us have given us nothing to be excited about. We're gonna win like twenty, like twenty one to sixteen or seventeen. And it's gonna have to take like a fourth quarter stance by the defense. And John's gonna be like, a win's a win, a win's a win. Hey man, if if you're if you're cool with like not making the playoffs, and I mean that's cool, man. That's cool. But like, cool, Matt, that's like, cool. like Matt said, my is, you play my to win game. When I'm, when I'm at my team's over the cap, and we're trading away picks for players, saying that okay, that means we're one or two pieces away from contending, and we're literally the opposite. And now we're sold. Well, we. We knew we weren't really going to compete, but we're going to do the best we can. It's like, no, like you can't. This team spent every position. We spent. We 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 brought in Justin Hargrave. Why are you going to spend seventy five million dollars on a nose tackle? You already got two others to pay that for a team rebuilding. Maybe they're going to get rid of Fletcher Cox. Why are you going to bring in a thirteen million dollar cornerback for a team rebuilding? I mean, I, I, I guess, I, you know, my, my point is, is if you're going to make big free agent signings like that and tie up cap space, you're saying we're ready to rock and roll this year. And now all of a sudden it's, well, we knew it was. And that's my I, I think that's a fan base is issue. It's, you know, the new norm. It's if we were in the bowl three years ago and how he was the GM and we got a lot of the same pieces, but a few new here, a few new there. Why shouldn't we expect to be an 11 12 win team and be in the conference championship? Oh, no, because players got hurt and the guys that didn't get hurt are playing like shit. Now we're going to have a cop out and say, well, you know, we knew we were kind of in a rebuild, but we want to win now to make the playoffs. I, you know, I, well, I, I guess my, I mean, my point is, is you're saying it's better than not making the playoffs. Okay. We're gonna if if you defend Howie saying, well, we don't get to draft high picks because we're good and we get to be in the late rounds. This is what we get. We get late round picks that we don't hit on. So it's it's one of those things where I don't know. I guess if if we really are just injured away, then I don't know. Then I guess I I, I guess you know as a fan base, your point, Bill, like, if you tank the season and you're into the point where. Let's just say for shits and giggles on this on this podcast that we are the number one pick. Then what? It's like it's a whole nother conundrum. Like, would you would you know, I know Jesse's ears are gonna perk up. Would Jesse rather have Trevor Lawrence over Carson Wentz? No, exactly. We don't we don't want that. We don't want another quarterback controversy. We have our guy. We have our guy. And and the guy right now, just the only thing he needs to do. Is to stay healthy, win football games, and get playoff experience, and that's the only thing that I'm saying that is the is the light at the end of the tunnel hill here, or the glass half full here. Is that rather than just saying at one four and four, we suck, we should lose out. Is no, let's see what Carson Wentz can do. Let's see what the rest of this team can do, and let's get healthy and let's get hot and. Go into the playoffs. 
what, what, no, what I'm saying, this is the precipice of, is when you see reports about Howie on the phone trying to make deals for players, when, what's the, when, when that's what I'm saying, it's, it's if this team was already amassed to be good, if we're just not healthy, then just be patient and wait for guys to get healthy. Right? And that's what I'm saying, dude. Ride it out. But you were you're banging the drum for Zach Ertz to be traded. So you would get your wish. Well, I mean, it's I, I, I wish Zach would want to stay out and fulfill his contract obligations, but um, his poor play is dictating otherwise. And you know, it's uh, kidding aside. It, it's it's I don't want to see. I don't know. I get some tired of seeing us trade away picks. You but, know, for like going taping. You know, it's if, if if our team is built. I guess is what I'm saying, and we're just injured. Then leave it be. Let us play it out until we get guys back one by one. I agree. Outshine's a big difference. d is a big difference. Goddard's a big difference. Problem is we're scoring points. So I don't think it's the offense right now, but I guess it's just, uh, you know, accepting the fact that we got to be patient and, you know, let guys get healthy, I guess, before we truly crucify this team. It's the whole NBA motto, right? Like, you got a guy like Giannis. And if he doesn't sign the the long term deal with you, you gotta trade him, right? You gotta get something for him. So, me when I read that article about Howie being aggressive, I think to myself, okay, he's doing what a good GM should do. He's probably listening to the phones. He's probably talking to the people. And I think to myself, wow, okay. To Jesse's point, we got a ton of cap space. We don't have a ton of cap space, so we gotta cut some fat, right? Well, why not cut some fat now? And get something for those for those pieces, rather than doing it in March next year and getting zero, and having a guy walk and go sign with the Cowboys or sign with the Seahawks or sign with the Patriots. You might as well get something now for him. So, like when I when I see that article, I go, "All right, well, I mean, there's positives. Like at least he's at least he's being aggressive. Like you know, I, again, I I would feel really shitty if." At the end of the season, we cut like six guys on this team and they go to other teams and they have great, great years. Like, I'd rather like get something for those guys if they're not going to play for us, you know? Oh, well, like uh, LJ. You can almost guarantee that they're going to go someplace else and play good. Well, I mean, okay, LG4, great. When LG4 makes a Pro Bowl, talk to me. You know what I mean? Like, okay, like like Golden Tate. Let's go back to Golden Tate. You gave up a third for him. Like, it, it wasn't a terrible deal. The only part about it was it, 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 it had visions of like this JT Real Muto thing. Like maybe they wanted to keep him and maybe he's like, no, I'm, I'm good. Or maybe he was good. I mean, he got a pretty big deal from, from New York. No, yeah. we didn't offer him a deal. I, I can almost guarantee. I actually remember saying that Golden Tate put like not going to be back in Philly, made that after the Saints game. He, he posted like, you know, it, you know, ain't coming back. They don't want me. Like thanks, Philly. But like, let's let's be real. LJ Fort, they gave him a guaranteed contract, and the minute they gave him a guaranteed contract, they fucking cut him. And he's a better linebacker than any linebacker that's on this roster. I, I, here's the here's I, the thing. I, if <laughs> LJ Fort, if you yeah. took LJ Fort, put him on this team, we're not that much better. So like, we probably I'll, don't I'll, lose to the Steelers. Nah, come on, dude. Come on, dude. We Chase Claypool getting covered by LJ Fort is it, it was a mismatch, dude. It was a mismatch. 
whether it was Jay Carey, LJ Fort, or Trotter, it was going to be a mismatch. Yeah. So, well, then what do you do? Do you get a better defensive coach that isn't stupid? No, I think the more concerning, if we want to go back in the past, I think the more concerning part about that uh, question and answer to Jim Schwartz was that, like, he generally doesn't call timeouts. That's the head coach's job. That, to me, is an issue. Like, if you see something or a player sees something, like, I'm calling a timeout. So, I mean, they're saying it was a chess move and they made the right move and we didn't. Okay. We're going to eat it. Fine. I mean, if you would have saw something and it would have been, like, a glaring mistake and you didn't call a timeout, like, that to me is, like, an issue. So that was a little little bit confusing for me. But, like, again, LJ Fort on this team isn't making it any better. If you said, man, I don't know, insert – insert all a uh, pro bowl linebacker here who is available in free agency and is playing really well. That's a different story. But again, like I don't know anybody. Like, I mean, I'm not doing the research right now to like look around the league and go, man, this linebacker is like playing really well. I wanted Blake Martinez, but I don't hear shit about Blake Martinez. No, he do. He makes tackles on a good top, top 10 defense. Well, I don't hear top I don't hear about him, like, how great he's playing. Like, I, you know. He like, he's one of the leading tacklers in the league. The kid on the um, the Panthers is tearing it up, that linebacker that they got in the second round. Tearing it up. So, I mean, I mean it's, it's going to happen. It's just, see, but this is what happens when you don't win games. You start just pick, pick, picking, picking. You know, they win on Sunday. We're two, three, and one. We're picking to a point, not the positives. But when you don't, when you don't win, baby. It's when it, it, it's when it's when we have to get nasty. We don't want to get nasty. Just win. But, and that's the thing. That's why I bring up like flash, you know, to three weeks from now, we have the opportunity to completely flip the script to where three weeks from now we yep. could be totally juiced and revitalized. And, you know, episode 58 or 59 were, you know, it's not doom and gloom anymore. It's, it's wow, like, you know, we've got this guy back, that guy back, this guy's back in a week. You know, um, it could be a totally different story. I mean, it's three divisions. It right. It's three divisions. It it's three division games and and those are important. I mean, those those are the difference between getting in the playoffs and not getting in the playoffs. And not to make light of it, but it might turn out that that tie actually does help us. <laughs> as crazy as that sounds. It will. Yeah. It will. It's it's not a loss. So I mean it's better than a loss. Absolutely. Absolutely. So where where do we see this team after Thursday night? Do we see them with a win or a loss? It's a win. They're gonna win. They're not gonna they're they're not gonna lay an egg. They're gonna come out ready to go. Do you the Giants think, are inferior. I mean, the Giants really are an inferior team. You think that um, we'll get two guys back at least? I think Deshaun plays for sure. Alshon, I'm 50. I feel like Deshaun's going to play. Okay. I feel like Alshon's hit or miss. Still, they might wait for Dallas week because I think they're probably, you know, that they can win without him and give him a full another set of practice week next week. But I think Deshaun should be ready. I mean, he's how many- right. How many plays is Deshaun going to give you before he's hurt again? That's what I mean. He's a fucking 
God. He's a liability. $9 million worth. He's so, a liability. Good one. Age dog. Good thing we didn't get Stefan Diggs or John Brown. <laughs> didn't want that guy. Yep. But, uh, I'm, I'm with I'm with you, Bill. I think this team bounces back with a win next week. They should. Um, John they should. guaranteed it. John guaranteed it. It's it's, it's going to happen. I mean, there's no doubt about it. This team isn't going to lose another game like that. Like, we, we, like we've a game, you mean? When you're up 17 nothing to an inferior team in the division and you just give up and lose, like, play like absolute shit. Listen, I'm not, I'm not going to make excuses for it. They lost the game, but, you know, I could look at numerous factors and argue it, but it's okay. No, I think the fact of the matter is, is that team, a.k.a. the Zach Gertz's of the world, walk on the field and think they're 2017, we're going to come fuck you up, and, this, and the league is like, you ain't shit. You had you had a couple good years. I don't know. I can't uh, wait till Zach Ertz gets off this team, so I can hear, I can stop hearing you complain about him. No, I'm just saying that game. We maybe win that game. He makes that catch on fourth down. Like those are the kind of things that. Oh, okay, and 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 we're gonna disregard Carson Wentz's play, and I'm we're gonna. Not dis- saying, I'm not saying he didn't play like shit. Carson played like shit the first three games. Right. But if you look at it, if you, you want to go through it, and we can do it on the next episode, 2017. How many fucking games we won by one score or less? That 13-3 and team could have been 8-8 eight and eight, just like this. So I'm tired of hearing how amazing we were in 17 when we won games on 61-yard field goals because we're blowing 20-point leads to the Giants. That hey. was not an elite team. Hey, we Matt. had a lot of things go our way that year. That's the fact. That Matt, is the fact. Can you tell him what you said earlier in this podcast and repeat it again so everyone can hear it? What? You play to win the game? Thank you. Yeah. You play to win a game. It doesn't matter if you lose. If you win by a a, a a field goal, a a field goal against the Giants at sixty-two yards, or you win a game because Julio Jones doesn't catch a ball in the end zone, it doesn't matter. Like you're right, you're absolutely right. And since then, we, and since then, we are a losing football team. Yeah, and we are nineteen twenty-one. And so, I can so, so we are so not every year, but that's okay. Like. We're, we're that, really that's a false team. statement. That's a false statement. We are not a losing team. We've made the nine and seven, nine and seven, one and four. Nine and seven, nine and seven, one and four. How's that we, above five hundred? We we are a well. Hold on. You're counting on this this year. First of all, you're talking about the last two years. The last two years we made the playoffs. That's nine all. And seven, nine and seven, correct. Okay. Well, again, like I don't know how to explain to you guys. Like we win a Super Bowl and then we go to the playoffs the next two years. How is that a bad thing? Like, for Christ's sake, if we were if we were one in fifteen for the last two years, you guys would be at Novacare, like burning the place down. Like, we we went to the playoffs. Like, can't we be happy about that? Isn't it isn't it great that Carson Wentz last year for for the three series that he played, at least he got playoff experience. Like, Bill would Bill would be holding the torch. Isn't, Jesse's, isn't the whole Jesse's thing? dousing it with kerosene and I'm lighting the match. Isn't it Carson the whole thing that we want to see play. Carson Wentz get experience? Isn't the whole thing like the guy can't stay healthy? We need him to stay healthy. We need to get him in the playoffs. Isn't that the plan? If that's not the plan, then tell me what the plan is. I don't know what the plan is. The plan, the plan is, is, is to go sixteen and zero every year. The plan isn't the plan isn't to to have uh you know your defense not give up uh, any points the whole season. Like it's going to happen. Like it's it's not. It's not basketball where like 
got, you know, you're just going to blow out teams all night because you got fucking Clay, Clay and Steph and, and, and Kevin Durant. It's not, it's not, it, football's totally different. Totally or, different. Or for the salary cap, and our defense has held teams under 20 points one time in six games. Yeah, that's okay. We have the highest paid D line in football, and we can hold teams to under, to under 20 points. So we, but that's okay. But that's okay. Like, you know, like we, we'll win games 35 to 30 with what receivers, with what tight end. Like, I, I guess I just don't understand that the team doesn't draft properly to have any proper depth. depth. And yet we're supposed to just sit here and be like, okay, well, what are you going to do? Guys got hurt. I don't know. Look at Pittsburgh. They got hurt. Guys get hurt. They, not they, they not the whole offensive line, line Bill. Bill. Not the whole offensive line. <laughs> what? No, like, you know, also, actually, offensive line isn't even playing that bad. They're not playing good, but they're not. But they're they're at least trying out there. But okay. It, I, don't know, I guess it's just at what point is three years in a row of just massive injuries? It, it's either either we're cursed and you'll get to accept the fact that we're just a cursed franchise, or we have something's fucked up in this organization. What was the massive injury that happened last year? Remind me. Um, last year we lost Alshon, our number one receiver. We lost to Sean Jackson. We lost Carson Wentz in the playoff game. Okay. I mean, that was pretty massive injury. We had no starting receivers. Uh, fair enough. But like, like I, I can, I can see the argument to Sean. Deshaun said I had a groin injury. They fucked that up fine. You know, the hand still fucking that up. Like, but like Carson Wentz got hurt on a, on a dirty play, you know, Alshon hurt himself. On his plant foot, like that's that's a football injury. Like it wasn't like it wasn't something like Luke injured too. Like you know, but I mean, John, right now we have a a minus thirty four point differential. That's not good enough. I'm not saying I, I don't know, dude. I guess I guess it's just I I guess I'm just tired of this team starting out so shitty and then having to wait on end of the season heroics. To have to, to be five and seven again and have to have Carson play like an MVP, it's just I, I don't know. I guess it's just not fun football to watch when teams I'm, I'm over the I'm over the Carson Wentz has to play like an MVP thing. Like I'm sick and tired of hearing about his receivers. I, like enough is enough. Peyton Manning had Austin Collie and shit receivers throughout his career, and he was a, even he's a Hall of Famer. Okay. Like enough is enough. The guys got guys out there. Yeah, Marvin Harrison too for a yeah, while. Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne. I think there's a little bit difference. Dan, okay, uh, who do we have in Denver? Who do we have in Denver? Demarius Thomas and uh, two All-Pro club receivers. Right. I think that's uh, kind of a big deal. But mm-hmm. I get your point. And Carson did play like an elite quarterback for four games last year. But the fucking problem was, it's the first twelve games he played like a jerk off, and maybe we're five and seven, and that's the problem. It's this team. Like just I don't know I guess it, I I guess it, it, if if you think nine and seven in first round playoff exits are a good team then I think we have, we just have different opinions of what a good team is and what a good season is. Well, what, well, wait, you're saying well, a good team is a team that makes the playoffs, is it not? No, because half the league makes the playoffs. You're you're okay, better than so. the bottom half. A good team wins playoff games consistently. To me, a good team makes playoff runs. Now, and I know not every year. Russell Wilson loses sometimes. I mean, everybody loses in the first round. So I'm not trying to shit on them. You know, they're going to lose in the first round sometimes like that. But it isn't like we're like the McNabb years where we're going to the NFC Championship game every other year, every year where it's like, man, we're really one or two players away 
I think we're being super ignorant to think that we're one or two players away on this team. And what we're saying is, is at what part does the front office have to get put into the spotlight? I'm not, whether it's firing or restructuring or whatever to say, wait a minute, we keep getting guys out of her as part of football, but how can we have no backup? We, most, we have no backup. Like, most good teams don't rely on a double doink to keep their postseason hopes alive. And I think that's kind of what, to add to what Bill's saying is good teams find a way to make playoff runs consistently. And, and you, you could just, you could just see it by the, by the, by the way that their team is handled, the way their team is managed, coached all the way down. And I, I hate to keep going back to it, but you know, there's teams out here out there that, that, that aren't riddled with injuries all the time, whether they're football injuries or, stupid bonehead soft tissue injuries it just doesn't happen it just doesn't happen and there's a reason for that and, and again and i guess that's where I'm my head's at with it because in 10 years we have and again i'm not ignoring 17 he did a great job he should, he should get a lot he should get a lease for that we have one playoff win in 10 years sean so please explain that to me one one playoff win in 10 years one outside of 17 one so that's a good team. That's an elite franchise. So, and again, that's fine. If you're telling me as a franchise, as an Eagles fan, once every 10 years we get a Super Bowl win, but the other nine years we get nothing, okay, I probably would take that. I, I, think, it's take unrealistic. I think it's unrealistic to think that your team can go 16-0, get a first-round bye for 10 years, and get to divisional rounds. Or maybe, but, but, but it's not to think that they can win more than one playoff game. They've won three playoff games in 10 years. Four, include 17. I'll give you those three games. Four playoff games in 17 years, in 10 years, the team's won. That's like an elite management system. Well, Four playoff wins in 10 years. I mean, I don't know how to explain that. first of all, you're going, you're going back to like a different regime, a different coach. So I really wouldn't, I wouldn't really use that as, a, as your bar. You're going to use a Chip Kelly year. Chip Kelly years, I think that's a different conversation. With the Doug Peterson error, I mean, okay, the first the first year we did not make the playoffs. The second year we won three. We won three games, and then the last two years we won two games. One game, we we beat the Bears. Oh, you're right. No, we no we did two. No, you're right. We won. No, no, yeah, we lost. No, we beat the Bears. We won one game. That was, that was the first round game. On a double doink. Right. Double doink. The double doink thing, like, again, like. But we won the game. I mean, I don't. If you're right. Edelman doesn't catch that ball against the Falcons, the Falcons blow the doors off of the fucking, uh, you know, don't blow the doors off them. They came back. But, like, like there, there are catches. There are things that happen. Look at Super Bowls. Mario Manahan down the sideline. David Tyree with the helmet catch. You know, James Harrison picking up a fumble and and and, and taking it back against the Cardinals. Like. Those, that's the stuff that happens in football. If I mean, the Seahawks would have just given it the beast mode. And, and, and Matt, and, no offense, like double doink, like that's bullshit because the ball was tipped. So give, uh, give what's his face all credit. I know that guy, that guy didn't tip it, that one dude, that special teams guy. Like, but, I mean, I, 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 I don't know, dude. I guess I just see that, I mean, we're, we spent all this money and yet – we we don't win football games, and then yet you're saying just be patient, just be patient. And two years ago we were five and seven. Nick Foles came in, won four games, make us nine and seven. Last year we were five and seven. 
Carson won four games to make us nine and seven. I'm saying, John, is what point do we stop going five and fucking seven and win games? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't understand what, like how that's just not like an issue. Saying okay, every year just win five out of the first twelve, and then we'll win the last four. And good thing the Cowboys suck again this year. Like, I mean, I think that I think you'll you'll hear from Doug and this team as long as he's coach. You know, it's a week by week season, and your your job is to get into the playoffs. And once you get in the playoffs, it's zero zero. And I and I and I firmly agree with that. Whether it's Doug Peterson coaching or live Vince Lombardi, I think like that's part of the deal. Like, you know, again, a home buy is great. I think you can look up the stat of like teams that are like eight and eight and how they go into the Super Bowl. I think it's like four teams or three teams in all of the NFL and all the history. But again, like it's not a bad thing to make the playoffs unless you're going to argue with me like, okay, Carson Wentz isn't the guy and we really need a, a number one quarterback, man, this is a great, this is a great year to tank. I'd be like, all right, you have an argument there. Fine. But like, we're saying we already have our franchise guy. Everyone's on board. Everyone's on the Wentz wagon. What does this team need? This team needs to get healthy. This team needs Carson Wentz to stay healthy. This needs car. This team needs Carson Wentz to get in the playoffs and get experience. And that, that those are the goals I think for the last, for the last two years with him, because he's been such an injury risk. Give me just a shit show. The guy's almost 30 years old. Like, I'm not worried about experience, dude. The guy's 30 almost. Like, you, don't, you, don't think, you don't think Carson Wentz needs playoff experience? This, this is his fifth year in the league. He's, he's 29 years old. I don't want to hear a 20, my 29-year-old quarterback. Lacked. I, I, I get it. He's not been in there. But no. when you're 29 and you make $100 million, you're paid to go produce. I don't care what time of year it is. I, 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 I don't believe that if he comes out. If we go, I, I don't believe if we go seven, eight, and one, make the playoffs, and we lose, and he throws two picks, it's like, well, it was a valuable experience. No, fuck that. He threw two picks, and we lost the game. Kind of like, so I mean, I well, guess that's, it, I, that's the narrative. I believe that that this team is sort of um, echoed out. Is that the problem? Is we just need our quarterback to stay healthy? But, we, need, we need our quarterback to have experience in the playoffs. Last year was we were super excited for him, and then it's terrible to see him get hurt because he because it was his first playoff game. Well, cool. This I don't know. I guess play healthy and play in the playoffs. But we we also need the GM to learn from his mistakes and draft and build a better defense, and the defensive coordinator to you know start being a little more flexible with what's going on when he's watching a guy b- burn his defense to the ground. And we don't see that. We need to see our coach who's calling the plays be a little more dynamic and creative like he used to be. And those things aren't happening right now. And where where we're at, John, is if they make the playoffs and they're like, oh, well, we just needed to get healthy. You know, we're everything's fine. Everything's fine. Next year's going to be great. Nothing changes if Howie, Doug, and Jim Schwartz do not have their feet at least held to the fire a little bit and and are forced to look in the mirror and realize that they need to get better at what they're doing. All three of them need to get better. And just limping into the playoffs because we play in a shitty division isn't going to let that, isn't going, that's not going to happen. And the only way this team gets better, the only way this team 
takes that next step where we can be that great team that we were with Andy Reid, where we knew that every year, no matter what schedule we had, no matter what happened, we were 10, 11, one team every single year. You know, we were the, we, we were one of the death stars that we rolled in and we won games. So now you bang in the drum for them to lose every game then. But, and no, now no, no, that's the same way I thought, go ahead. But I'll like, no, I'll let you. I watch other teams play football. Like, I'll, you know, when the Eagles game's over, I'll, I'll put on other teams. And it's like half of these fucking teams, it looks like they're playing a different sport than, one, than what we do. And that, that gap in talent and, and play calling and execution and scheme, it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. So at, at some point, they either need to catch up or – we're going to be like, well, at least we're playing a shitty division and we can, you know, eight and eight, eight our way into a playoff spot. Like, that's where Bill's coming from. Like, it's not good enough. We uh, and I and fine if that's the if that's the way you feel about it, I respect it. But again, that I'd be banging the drum to lose every game. I'd be banging the drum to get a top three pick because because that's the only way that you guys feel that we're going to get better is that we get a top three pick and that. You know, like I keep telling you guys, the lot, the 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 draft is just a lottery ticket. Whether you get a top three pick, you you could still screw that one up too. So it doesn't really matter if you're picking top three, number one, or thirty thirty. It doesn't matter. Like they're all lottery picks. So again, if you if you want this team to lose, you know, the rest of their games, and you want them to fire Howie Roseman, that, that fine. Then I'd then beat the drum for that. I just I just don't see how you can how you can look at the last three years of, of currently as this team has been constructed and go, well, this is just, this is just trash football. We're terrible. It gives me nothing to watch. And, you know, we don't have a franchise quarterback and, you know, these guys are healthy. They just play like shit, but in hindsight, we've been hurt. Um, Doug's a terrible coach yet. He, he, he doesn't get the doors blown off him. He's got he's got a good locker room, like that, like stuff like that. Like you got to look at it and you go, oh well, you know, you could be the fucking Texans right now. You could be the Falcons right now. You could be the Jets. Like those teams, you know, I guess other than the Falcons or maybe even Houston, you you could be like, well, I mean, they had a decent roster. What's the problem? Was it the GM? Was it the coach? Was it the players just not executing? Like. The Texans have never been good. The the Falcons have really never been good. The well, Jets have really never been good. At least the Eagles are good every season. Well, and the Texans, good. they they're gonna they're going to have great picks. They're good, but John, they don't get either of them. I know with that money, John. The Texans have won more games than us the last three to four years than us, John. I'd almost I'd almost I'd almost tell you that's a fact. They, um, they, the Texans have, have won a lot of games the last three or four years. Okay. But How many they, times have they won a Super Bowl, Bill? The, Zero. Uh, okay. They don't have a first or second round pick. So and this conversation with us would be completely different if that Super Bowl was 10 years ago. The Super Bowl was literally three years ago. It feels like it's been 10 years, though. I, I know. We, we do that because we pontificate about it constantly. But, you know, other than other – than Patriots, other than Seahawks, other than Green Bay, 
I'm not even going to count Green Bay because they won one. Like, they were in – They were. Um, what I'm saying, my point of the Patriots and Seahawks is they've been in more than one Super Bowl, and they've been in the playoffs consistently, and they are good teams. Like, name another – Name another organization that is constantly in the in the hemisphere there. Steelers, Saints, Chiefs, Saints, sure. Steelers, Chiefs, Chiefs. Well, the Chiefs just recently. Then, then that's my point. Like now, you're seeing like now you're seeing the Chiefs come up and they're going to take the throne from the Patriots because they're they're the way they're built and coached and organized. Like for years, we've always been a team that's good enough to make the playoffs and whatever happens in the playoffs happens. Like look at the Andy Reid years. I mean, we were always in the playoffs. Yeah. Deep in the playoffs. And then, and then what happened? We ran Andy Reid out of town because we got sick and tired of, of exactly what you're saying, being nine and seven and, yeah. and and being out of the playoffs. No, yeah, and we ran in four fucking four, rings. He was twelve and four almost every year, and we four straight NFC championships when you're the favor four times and losing. That's why he got ran out of town. When you're a superior dominant team and you shit the fucking bed every year in the NFC championship game, you gotta yeah, go. His and last his last few years he wasn't that. I mean, his last year was abysmal. He was four and twelve his last year. He was four and twelve his last year. And his downfall is he made a power play and wanted to take over when Joe Banner left. And if he just worried about coaching and did what he did, I think he might have been in a different spot here. Yeah, this organization is completely different from that that regime. I'm not even not, I'm not even gonna, you know, not even compare it because it's not it's not fair. But again, I always go back to. You know, look at 17, look what we created, look what how he did. Like the last the last two years, even with the playoff runs, like I think that's I, th- I think that's that, that was the narrative. And I think now this year is let's get into the playoffs. And then next year, I got news for you. Next year is, is ex- you're going to get exactly what you want. Next year, you're going to get the 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 practice squad starters. You're going to get the backup players. You're going to get all that stuff because we're going to have no fucking money. So just wait for it. <laughs> well, I don't understand no how, you see how that's how he's fuck up for this to happen. Like, no. I don't know how you see how you think it's just, hey, it's going to happen. It's football. Well, because it's, it is football. Happen. You can't have consistent – you can't have that consistent of money spent, talent being used, guys making plays, guys – filling through with their contracts and being pro bowlers and playing outstanding. It doesn't happen consistently for any organization. There's always a dip. There's always a dip. Even with the Seahawks, they had a few eight and eight years to use them as, as an example. Look at Aaron Rodgers and what happened with him. It's, it's the same thing. It's not a, it's not a constant, you know, we, we, we were able to, we were lucky enough to watch an organization like the Patriots do and build a dynasty like they did. That is, that is like something you're probably never going to see again. The closest thing might be the chiefs, but even they, they have whole glaring holes. You can watch and see like, that's why I don't see how you can think of this, this team right now is like, like so bad, like just get in the, they have the ability to get in the playoffs. Like that, that's what I, I just like flabbergasted. Like they're going to, they, they have the chance. It's not like, they're zero and six and have no chance. Well, but I also don't understand how you just think that 
we're just going to steamroll teams. We couldn't beat the Bengals at home. We never, tied the Bengals. Never said steamrolling. Never said steamrolling. I, I mean, but but we're you can win by a field goal or or a, or a pick or or a sack fumble or something. It's all it takes is one play. I'm not saying blow teams out. I'm not saying I'll take a I'll take a a wild card win off of, off of upright again. I don't care. I don't. I'll take it on a on a on a pass interference penalty. I don't give a shit. Well, I guess that's the difference between you and maybe the other three of us on this podcast. I think we just hold our our teams to higher standards than that. Well, I mean, all, all of our teams. I mean, we don't. I mean, that's that's garbage. If if you know that that's they that's it's usually coined garbage wins, right? Garbage wins and garbage time. It's just you know, I don't. I wouldn't want to always consistently rely on win, winning like that. You know. Oh, I mean, I mean, if you're happy with that double doink win, yeah, it was exciting. Oh, a guy got you know may have tipped it, but it still came down to a a field goal. And I feel like good teams just don't really very rarely put themselves in that position time after time after time. But I I gave you, and I'm not going to sway you, which is fine. But like, I gave you examples of those plays happening in, in huge games, like the Super Bowl. like, no. And I get they, I I get that they happen, but I just, I I just feel like it doesn't happen consistently around the league as much as it happens with us. I, I think if you go and look back at playoff teams or playoff wins, I think very rarely do you see blowout blowout games. Usually in the playoffs, they're pretty close games. I mean, I'm not saying that, you know, I'm not standing on a, on a pedestal saying, you know, this team has to blow out, blow out, you know, teams when they play them. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like, like you said, play to win the game. Doesn't matter. You just win the game. Doesn't matter if the layup goes in or you block the shot. As long, as long as you win the game, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I know. I mean, and I get that. And that's, you know, you're right. It's, that's the name of the game. And you, you do. You have to go out there and play what's given to you on the field. You know, I mean, I mean, this, I mean, this Thursday we could, we could blow out the giants and, you know, there's going to be people that are going to be calling into sports talk radio and say, Oh, big whoop. You know, uh, we're supposed to be happy that we, that we slaughtered a, a, a shitty Giants team in the NFC least. I mean, you're just going to have those guys that are just that will constantly find a way to hate this team, and it's maybe because they they don't like our GM or they don't like Doug Peterson, you know, or they or you know they're 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 tired of the way the team's been managed, uh, you know, from the front office for for the last couple of years, and and they're just going to find any excuse to keep bashing them but you know i just overall i would just like to just i i i myself i i i hold the teams i root for to to a higher standard than just 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 eking in the playoffs every year and and being you know eliminated in the first round or or out of a wild card like that to me year after year that's just not going to cut it for me and i don't think it's going to cut it for a lot of us it's the whole reason matt why the only reason the Sixers were going to make anything happen was to get blown out in the first round of the playoffs. It's the only reason why. And if Jesse and Matt and you guys want to, again, beat a drum to fire Howie Roseman, which is, I'm fine with it. 
whatever, fine. But like, then that's what we should be the drum for. Oh yeah, but the fire. But you even, but you even said earlier, John, like you can't compare the NFL to other leagues um, yeah. in a lot of in a lot of ways. But so, I don't. But I don't know how. I don't know personally how to swede, and I and I and I. And I'm I'm not trying to sway you guys. No, and we're like, not trying to. I don't think I don't think we're trying to sway you into you know agreeing with some of our outlooks either. Um, but it's just that's why we have a podcast and we talk yeah. about it, right? And, I just don't know what what needs to happen for anyone here to get excited about Howie Roseman. Howie Roseman would have to go out and get Julio Jones and trade Fletcher Cox for. Aaron Donald and get a field goal kicker that is higher than 86%, which I think Jake Elliott's like 70 now, fine, whatever. Like trade Zach Ertz and get Travis Kelsey. I don't know what moves Howie Roseman would have to make for anyone here to change their opinions. What changed my opinion about Howie Roseman was he won a Super Bowl. He's got to get a little respect for that. And then the last two years – we got into the playoffs, whether it was a double doink or whatever, we were in the playoffs. And that's the only thing that, you know, I can kind of look at and go, okay, let's keep it rolling. But if you want to, I mean, but if you want to give Howie his knock, his Super Bowl, be glad to break down that roster and what key players were already here, be, not because of Howie. He had a couple signings, maybe Patrick sure. Robinson was a good one. Well, but the core guys were not the Zach Ursus, the Lane Johnsons, the Malcolm Jenkins, Chip, Chip, Chip. Nick Foles mm-hmm. came back for one reason, Doug Peterson. That was it. So, I mean, you know, he, it, it's one of those things where it's its not all Howie's fault. He, he takes the bun of my blame because he's just low-hanging fruit for me. <laughs> and, you know, he does do some good things. But I guess I really feel these last two years have been, like, really poor. Like, in, just with everything, mainly contracts and acquisitions. And it happens. I get it. I do agree. They're not fireable offenses, but I feel like it's mounting in that direction. And it has to be culminated as if Carson isn't the guy. Because, oh. like, I feel like GMs are fired for less. And well, I've only been beating that drum for two years. No, but I mean, dude. <laughs> so it's like, it's... Bad signings, putting us in cap hell, not drafting well, and you traded away multiple first-round picks and gave $100 million to an injury-prone quarterback. Like, I, I, I don't see how that's like – see you next season. Like, again, I, I, it's, it's – you know, a lot of people in that building, people decide on shit, but I really feel things are stacking up and doing a real bad job, Howie, as opposed to a good one, Howie. Like, it's really getting out of, out of hand. But – who knows? He gets Julio. Maybe I like him again. Who knows? <laughs> well, when I'll tell you what, in closing here, I feel like there's one thing that the four of us can agree on is that I think the Eagles are going to find a W on Thursday. And Oh, my God. If they lose on Thursday, just just, just drive into the ocean. <laughs> if they lose, forget it. If we lose and like 32 to 30, and we put I, up 30 again and lose. I, I feel I'm like to pack it up and go home. I feel like win or win or loss, we kind of have to have an emergency podcast on Friday. I believe or Thursday Friday, night, depending on or, or Thursday night, depending on on if Jim John's back or not. Oh, he's back, baby. He's back, baby. <laughs> GJ, GJ, baby. He's back. <laughs> Jesse, Jesse, take us away. Good. 
covered. 